Hi everybody and welcome back to the Digital Diamonds podcast. So for today's episode I interviewed the lovely Sarah Mack who is a writer and creative business coach and mindset coach and she is super super multi-passionate so besides that she also is a rapper and she writes her own songs and she's also digital nomad so she's constantly traveling and she's just such an you know interesting and inspirational person person. I loved having her on the show. You definitely do not skip the part in the beginning where she introduces herself because her journey is so, you know, amazing, so interesting as well. And we really talked about being a multi-passionate entrepreneur and how to really bring all of your passions and interests into your online visibility, into your personal branding, into your social media, right? And how to really take back the power and have your own creative freedom, following your passions and really getting clear on your brand values and putting them into your social media strategy. And Sarah is also really, really passionate about, you know, money mindset. So we also in the end chatted about that because, you know, we have never really chatted about money mindset here on a podcast, but it's still something that I am super passionate about. And I think it will be really helpful to a lot of you guys as well. So without further ado, I really hope you guys enjoy this podcast episode and let's get started. This is the Digital Diamonds Podcast, helping your business shine bright online. I'm your host, Laura, and I'm a student entrepreneur and YouTuber. I help female entrepreneurs to create standout YouTube channels and show up with the most badass, confident version of themselves online. Let's get you the online visibility and attention that you need to build your own Boss Empire. So hi Sarah and welcome to the Digital Diamonds podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. For anyone who doesn't know you, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us, you know, what you do, your journey and also I love if people tell us some like random facts, some like fun facts that's always like really funny. <laughs> Okay, awesome. Hi, Laura. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. My name's Sarah Mack, and I'm a writer and a mindset coach for creatives. So I work with artists, healers, and coaches, um, and I'm all about creating more money, having more freedom, and having more fun, basically doing the work that you love doing um, and none of the work that you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, my journey... Um, I'll try and summarize it, <laughs> but, um, so I, I guess I've been, you know, like a performer my whole life. I grew up dancing and doing a lot of theater. Then I, um, I ended up getting into film. So, um, and obviously, you know, it's, I was very discouraged from pursuing a career in the arts because, um, it's, you know, not considered the sensible thing to do when it comes to earning money. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I ended up working in film crews because I saw like TV and film was obviously a very successful industry and you have the capacity to earn good money. So that's what I ended up doing. And I was working in film crews. Um, I started out in the UK up in Manchester, worked a little bit in London, and then I went out to Vancouver in Canada and that's, um, mainly where I've been living and working over the past sort of eight to 10 years. And um, I basically had a massive burnout because when you're working in the film crew, it's actually 
not that creative for a lot of the entry-level positions. And I worked in all different kinds of departments. Even when I was in the art department, it was kind of a lot of like driving trucks and heavy lifting, you know, getting mm -hmm. furniture for sets and stuff like that. And I just wasn't really finding it creatively fulfilling and I was finding it extremely exhausting. So um, my body kind of decided to quit that industry for me um, <laughs> when I had a big burnout um, when I was doing my master's in film. And that was when I decided to launch my career as a writer. Um, and I started out editing and then I ended up copywriting and I ended up work working with a lot of women entrepreneurs and helping them with their marketing copy, their sales copy for websites, you know, email newsletters, social media copy, um, sales pages, all of that kind of stuff. And I really got to, you know, learn how to have um, a online business and learn all about digital marketing, which is something that I'd been really interested in kind of on the side because I knew that I wanted a location independent business because I love traveling. Um, and so, yeah, that just kind of, uh, fell in my lap when I was in Bali in Indonesia and I was helping a friend out on their startup and I met a couple of other writers there and um, I didn't even think of myself as a writer until that point and then I realized obviously I've been writing and reading um, very intensively my entire life so it was a skill that I that I had that I hadn't even really noticed that was you know thought about as something that I could build a career around so um, so yeah, that's been awesome. I've got my I, I founded my copywriting business, Juicy Copy, Juicy Like a Fruit, and I've been doing that for the last uh, three and a half years. And I um, I decided to launch a coaching business last year, just because um, I you know, I realized that that was something that I was kind of doing already is kind of is coaching people and, you know, going through the journey that I've been through in launching my own business and, you know, overcoming all of the mindset stuff that comes up with that and having low self-confidence, having fear of visibility and putting yourself out there. Um, all of that stuff that I had kind of worked through um, and in, you know, being able to put my prices up and actually earn the money that I really wanted to be earning and, you know, have the creative freedom to pursue my, my multi, uh, multiple passions and interests. Um, so, yeah, so that's what I'm really passionate about now and supporting other creatives and being able to earn the money that they want to earn doing work that they love doing. And creating the, you know, the freedom to be able to do what they want with their life. And, you know, really understanding that a lot of the time as creatives, um, we are trying to fit ourselves into a box that we, people have told us we should fit into, like just having mm -hmm. a really stable career or just picking one thing, um, which really goes against actually who we are as people so um yeah that's been it's been really fun for me like dabbling and having you know having multiple businesses and working with all different types of clients all over the world and, and having the freedom um to to pursue my passion projects which i guess a fun fact about me is that i'm also a rapper so i've been <laughs> um I, I write song lyrics and i've started um uh, recording and producing uh, and performing my own music. So, uh, yeah, that's a fun fact about me. Another fun fact is I've lived and worked out of 13 different countries in the last three years. So that's been really fun. And, um, yeah. That's Amazing. Wow. <laughs> Goals. Like, that's all I can think of right now. Goals. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So much. Like, how, 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 how interesting. And... I have to say, like, I am so passionate about 
bringing more of that creative energy, that creative spirit into like marketing and, you know, branding and stuff, right? It's something really creative. And by the way, when you said like that you worked with film, like in film crews, like uh, actually part of my course, I study PR, but a big part of my course is like film as well. So I thought that was so interesting right now. Really, I really wanted to mention it. Um, but obviously it's like so interesting, like your whole journey. And I love how multi-passionate you are and how you know, much you embrace being multi-passionate because as you said, we often, us multi-passionate people, me included, right? We often yeah. think we have to choose one thing, right? So what I would love to ask is how do you implement all of your passions, all of your different interests, like your different audiences, right? Everything. How do you put that into your brand, your business without confusing people? Because I often feel like when I, you know, put out my, all of my passions, interests, I'm afraid that I'm like confusing people. So, so how do you do that? Um, <clears throat> that's a great question. And one thing I think that I've realized throughout this journey, I, you know, I found it confusing. There's a lot of conflicting advice out there. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of it I think doesn't really apply to multi-passionates, you know, like, yeah. I do, I definitely, um, it is important to be very clear on who you want to serve. Um, you know, like the types of people that, um, that you feel that you can best serve with your work. So that's really important, but it also doesn't have to be like super, super, um, specific because there can be like variation within certain groups and actually The thing, and so one of the main focuses of my coaching work is intuitive business strategy. And what that means is basically just following your instinct and doing what's exciting to you. Because I think when you are just, you're just showing up genuinely and authentically as yourself. And, you know, if you have an impulse to talk about something or to share something, just do it. Because the chances are that there's going to be other people that will resonate with whatever it is that you're passionate about and whatever you're passionate about is the most important thing and is going to be the most appealing thing about you because when you are really excited about something that's going to be you showing up as your best self being enthusiastic being passionate and that's what's really attractive to, to people because I think people are looking for ways to be more passionate in their life um, especially when it comes to their work and their career because a lot of the time we feel like that's something that we have to sacrifice in order to have a decent paycheck actually that's not true at all now as you see you know being an entrepreneur being in circles of entrepreneurs people are making an excellent living doing whatever the hell they want whatever mm -hmm. they're most excited about whether that's being like an oracle card reader or like um you know helping people coaching people to get more visible on on you know online or um, you know, helping people with their social media or helping people with creativity coaching or, you know, there's literally a million different types of jobs and people are just creating them for themselves out of whatever it is they're most passionate about based on their experience, you know, what they feel they have to offer people. And, um, and that's, what's really cool and exciting. So I would definitely, for me, um, I would say one of my biggest struggles as a multi-passionate has definitely been staying focused 
on mm-hmm. on specific projects long enough to see them through to um you know to like satisfying results because I definitely I kind of see it as like almost self-sabotaging behavior when you have too many things on the go at one time um and you're trying to like get good at at too many things because realistically we don't have enough time and energy um well you know if you're in the beginning of your career maybe if you have you know like a lot of financial backing behind you it's a little bit easier to get projects going but you know if it's just you like it was for me at the beginning you know starting a business it's a lot of work um, Mm -hmm. and time and energy and focus at the beginning so you know I had to like put a few of my hobbies um, on the back burner and I keep I decided that having no more than three projects on the go at one time is manageable for me. Um, so I've got, I've got my two businesses right now. I've got my uh, copywriting business. I've got my coaching business, which I'm launching. Um, and I've got my, my music and my writing. So those are the three things that, that I, you know, devote my time to. And just trying to do any more than that is going to take away from the momentum and the success of, of those other projects. But I do know that, you know, once my coaching business that I'm, you know, I've created a strategy so that I'm building a business that's going to give me a lot more time freedom down the road once Mm -hmm. it's fully up and running sort of within the next year or so. So that will, you know, be bringing me even more income, even more time freedom to be able to invest in in my music and you know and really have the creative freedom to do more like video projects and and stuff like that and some of those other things that I really want to do I also have a book that I've got half written that I would love to finish at some point but I you know I just had to come to that understanding like one of my coaches you know just made it clear to me that you just have to pick and choose but know that you you have a whole lifetime ahead of you and you have time to do all of these wonderful projects and ideas that we have but you don't have to do them all at once yeah oh my gosh that makes like everything makes so much sense and I just wanted to add that like I absolutely agree that actually when you share different passions that gives people something to relate to and that's will that's actually what makes you different um, from other coaches who are doing the same because when it comes to the services we offer there are people who are doing the same but they might not have the same interest right there might not be another copywriter who's also a rapper <laughs> and you know right. what I mean so yeah exactly. I love I love to share with my my audience that you know we are personal brands for a reason we are personal brands and not a faceless business because we want that freedom to be ourselves. So why should we only talk about our niche? Right. And I also love how you, how you talked about, you know, the importance of being patient and realize that you can actually do everything, but you can't do it all at once. <laughs> totally. Yeah. That's, su- that's such a good point. Um, and it's true. And I think the, yeah, the kind of people who are attracted to creating a business and creating a personal brand definitely are people like us who really value freedom um, and creativity. So, and I think that's the point, you know, like you go, having a business is a big project. It's a big commitment. So you might as well give yourself permission to make a business that you really, really enjoy. Like you have complete freedom as to how you're going to design your business, who you're going to help, how you're going to help them, what products you're going to offer, how much you want to work, how much you want to charge. Like you literally get complete creative freedom. So that's, um, that's the, the cool thing and also the challenging thing. Um, but yeah, absolutely. And in, in terms of, 
attracting people is just showing up, being really authentic, um, being genuine, you know, sharing whatever you feel is important to share. And um, that will always connect with people. And that's really the most important thing is being able to connect with people, to be able to Mm -hmm. create those relationships to, you know, for your clients to be able to understand you and understand why you're doing what you're doing, why you're passionate about it, why, you know, you are the person that's, you know, best able to help them with whatever you're offering. And um, you just have to remember that all of the people out there who are consuming your work are probably just like you, you know, they, they, they've had, they either have some of the same struggles or that you have now or that you have had in the past. They probably care about a lot of the same things. They probably you know, share a lot of your values. Um, and that's something that's really important to obviously get through in your marketing is what are your values and to really know that and be clear on that. Because um, when you communicate that and you, you know, you can pick which stories to share, which parts of your life and your hobbies and your passions and your projects to share, make sure that they're, they're always aligned with your values. Um, because those are the things that are going to attract the people that will most resonate with your work. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. And I have two questions. First of all, you just talked about finding your values. So let's say there's someone who is really multi-passionate, but just starting out, they're not really sure what they actually, you know, want to sell, want to, you know, create a business around. Do you start with, finding what do you start with with finding your values or finding what you want to sell and you know what you want to create a business around um i think going through the the exercise of getting really clear on your values is so so valuable like no matter who you are or what you're doing um Mm -hmm. because they'll act as a really clear sort of guidance system for you when you're making any decisions in your life and business. And for me, you know, I went to a couple of branding workshops, like you can do quizzes online. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like one really great one, which I learned about, which is, is finding your branding archetype. Um, and if you just Google it, like branding archetypes, you'll find, you'll find a free quiz and then you answer a bunch of questions and it will sort of create an archetype that best represents who you are. Um, that's a really good place to start. And then, you know, just a lot of like self-reflection, um, asking yourself questions about really what motivates you, what you're most excited about, what you really do value. Um, you know, what, what are the motivating factors behind like the majority of your decisions in your life? And then sort of whittling it down to like three to five top values. Like for me, it's, um, freedom, fun, creativity, um, you know, like passion, um, and those are really the the driving um, values behind everything that I do in my business. And um, so, yeah, getting clear on those is is really helpful. And then it also just helps you to understand yourself better because then, obviously, you when you are choosing to design a business and offer a service, you want it to be something that you're really passionate and excited about because if you're not, you're probably not going to create success with it because it takes a lot of, you know, dedication Mm -hmm. and commitment every day. Like you have to be excited about the work that you're doing. (laughs) Otherwise you're not going to be motivated Mm -hmm. to show up and do all of that work. Um, So that's really, really important. And a lot of the time just looking at your life experience in what you've been through, the struggles that you've overcome, um, the things that you've learned or like, you know, really worked hard to, um, 
to gain experience in, that's going to be the stuff that probably you're going to be most excited about sharing and helping others with. Yeah, absolutely. And I will look up this branding archetype thing quiz online and I will link it in the show notes. And what also just, you know, came to my mind why it's so important to have those values when you are like a multi-passionate entrepreneur is that those values will actually connect all of your passions so that you are still like in one brand, if that makes sense, right? You, you, a personal brand, it's like one brand with a lot of like branches, I suppose, right? And those values are really connecting all of those branches. So yeah, what I was, what I was wondering is like, now we like some, like someone now knows their values. Someone now knows all of their passions. They maybe kind of have an idea, you know, what they want to sell. So how do you, or what are your favorite ways, Sarah, to infuse those passions and interests into your business when it comes to like social media platforms and like formats? Like for me, for example, I love like sharing my interests on Instagram stories. I have like a story highlight with like tarot and yoga and travel. So what are your favorite like social media formats to do that? Um, yeah, so I'm all about Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I'm the same. So um, I, I share about my music, like I share clips from my performances. Um, I... I definitely um, share, you know, my travel. I'm always like going on adventures and doing lots of traveling. So that's something that I'm, I share a lot as well because that's obviously part of my story of, you know, being a digital nomad mm -hmm. um, and creating freedom. Um, obviously, yeah, like the, the going to see shows, um, you know, the other artists in my community that I support, like I'll, I'll share their work as well because, you know, creativity, creative freedom, that's a huge uh, value of mine. Um, and obviously, <clears throat> I'm a writer too. So, you know, all of my, my, my shares, I do a lot of posting. I do a lot of like on Instagram, on, on my face. I have a couple of Facebook groups. Um, and Yeah, I, ha I do in my Facebook community, Big Creative Fun, I do Tuesday tunes. So I share like a song that I'm listening to that I'm, you know, mm -hmm. finding inspiring, um, which is a lot of Beyonce at the moment because I'm going to see her, her and Jay-Z <laughs> play a new <laughs> <laughs> um, But um, <clears throat> yeah, so I do definitely um, see the value in sharing what I'm passionate about um, with my community because they love it too. And, you know, they'll, they'll share songs that they're listening to. Um, and you know, a lot of them are, are creatives and doing their own work as well. And I encourage them to share their work, um, in my community as well. And I'm, you know, I'm all about supporting each other and, and sharing each other's work and projects. Yeah. Cool. That's, that's really cool. And what just came to my mind two two things again, <laughs> first of all, if someone like asks you, what you do do you just say like I'm a copywriter I'm a coach I'm a rapper or do you say like one thing or, or what do you say if someone asks um, you well my, my like title that I'm using is I'm a writer and a mindset coach mm -hmm. because you know my my like my write my music and performing fall kind of falls under writer um <laughs> And, um, because when people ask me, what do I write? I tell them I write song lyrics, you know, I write blogs, um, I write, uh, I write web content, I write marketing copy. Um, 
<clears throat> I wrote poetry. I'm, you know, half writing, I've written half of a book. Um, <laughs> so that kind of all falls under that title. And then the mindset coach, um, obviously refers to my coaching work. And sometimes people don't, don't know what mindset coaching is. Um, so then I, I do a little explanation and just, you know, I'm, that I help, um, I support creative people like artists, coaches, and healers to, um, you know, create a successful income mm -hmm. doing the work that they love doing. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, and another thing that with that came to my mind, do you have multiple like Facebook pages and Instagram accounts or do you like kind of combine it? Um, yeah, so I actually have, um, I have a separate website. So I decided that I wanted a Juicy Copy and um, with Sarah Mac to be two separate businesses. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, at the beginning, I thought it was because uh, it was two different target markets. But now I'm seeing that actually it's the, kind of the same people. Mm -hmm. um, but I just, because obviously when you are marketing in sales copy, it is really important to be very, very specific in who you're targeting and what you're offering. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and even though the two do complement each other, it is a very different service. If someone's looking for help with, for like website copy, marketing copy, social media, like email newsletters, sales pages, that's a very different need to um, somebody who's, who's in need of uh, mindset coaching. Yeah. So, so yeah, so it isn't, so it just made it a lot simpler. Um, and I think makes my marketing for, for both of them a lot more effective. Um, and I have separate business pages for both of them as well that I maintain. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it can be, it can be a little bit of extra work when you're multi-passionate, mm -hmm. you have multiple businesses, but, um, but You just, yeah, every, like I think um, everyone is very concerned with like finding a specific formula and like what works and what doesn't work. And the truth is that there's a million different solutions mm -hmm. for like every single different type of entrepreneur. And I think instead of worrying about trying to do the right thing, it's so much more empowering to just do what you feel excited by. And, mm -hmm. you know, obviously... It, it can be a little bit messy at the beginning when you're figuring out and trying to, you know, really um, streamline your messaging and, and your brand so that it's, you know, really reflecting what it is that, um, that you are trying to get across. But when, then when it comes to your social media, like some people post like once a week, some people post a million times a day. Um, some people are on, you know, doing live stories every day. Some people aren't. So I think, you know, and then you've got Facebook Live and you've got LinkedIn, you've got Pinterest. Like there's so many mm -hmm. different ways to be creative and to connect with your audience. I think the most important thing is to find out where your, your ideal clients are hanging out, like which are their favorite platforms that they're on every, like on a consistent basis, making sure you're in that place. And then really it's, you know, it's like, it's kind of like having a conversation in real life. Like you have to figure out how, how people are, uh, are looking for you to communicate with them, how they're, um, you know, what their expectations are for the way that they're going to respond to you. And just, you know, being curious, being friendly, being generous, and, um, and just looking for ways to get that conversation going in a way that feels authentic and a way that feels exciting and inspiring to you. 
And, you know, sometimes it can take a little bit of time to get going, but the most important thing is just to show up consistently in whatever platforms and whatever way you've decided to show up. Um, and you know, and be patient and, but, but, you know, do some outreach, try and find really like be um, proactive and try and find who are the people that, you know, you have the capacity to help and, um, you know, just come at it from like a human level from an authentic place where you're inspired to share content. And, um, and I think really that, that really comes across and attracts people then rather than if you're like freaking out and trying to like post a million times and getting really stressed about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I think, as you said, it really depends on your like audience and mm -hmm. also what you prefer, yeah. whether you like want to do like separate things or combining it because like still, I think a personal brand gives you a lot of freedom that if you wanted to, you could always combine your passions into one thing because it's you, right? Totally. Um, so I love that, you know, there are like so many, as you said, there are millions of ways to, to make it work, to make things work. It's about trying out and seeing what feels good to you. So I think like, I loved how we chatted like really in depth now about like being multi-passionate and talking about multi-passionate. You are also, as you said, a coach. So I would love to switch over to specifically money mindset because that's something I don't think I've ever specifically talked about on a podcast, but I think it's really interesting because me personally, I'm constantly working on my money mindset because I'm like still quite young. And for me, it's like, you know, my limiting beliefs, it's always like, I'm like not worthy of charging a lot because I'm like young and I don't have the money to invest in like a business coach and whatever. So can you give some money mindset advice for young people like me, like more the like student entrepreneurs that are still like starting out basically? Yeah, absolutely. And this, I am like so passionate about talking about money mindset because it's so powerful and it's so important. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and you've like hit the nail on the head there and that it's the narratives of unworthiness that we have going on. Mm -hmm. And actually it doesn't matter how old you are, the same, th the same rules apply. Like we, we will, it's like, what is your unhelpful narrative that you have around money? And if it's for you, it's, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm like too young or I'm, you know, I'm not good enough yet. Like these are the same for anyone at any different mm -hmm. stage, you know, like we'll always think up a good excuse. Um, that is the reason why we don't feel ready yet or we're not worthy yet. And really it comes down to just flipping this, Uh, the switch on that and choosing to acknowledge that you are worthy already now. So, and you know, these are quite like deeply ingrained um, feelings and beliefs that we have kind of picked up along the way, especially as women, especially as creatives, because, you know, I, I was hanging out with um, a woman and her child the other day. I met them on um, a sailing trip that I was on recently on the Hudson and you know, we were chatting <laughs> to the girl. Yeah. Another random adventure. Um, and she was five years old and she said she wanted to be a singer and immediately like everyone chipped in around her like, Oh yeah. Like 
or maybe you should do something more sensible or, you know, or we don't want you to be, to be broke, you know, like all of these kinds of stories, like immediately. And she was only five years old. And I was like, or oh, she could become a really successful singer and like make it big and become like a superstar and a millionaire. And everyone was like, Oh yeah, right. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, I mean, that's, that is a reality for, for like many, many singers but whatever, so, you know, especially if, as creatives, if you've grown up being dissuaded from doing the things that you're really passionate about, that creates some kind of a feeling of, of like low self-worth. It's like, oh, well, what's in, whatever's important to me isn't really valued by the people around me. And that creates that like ongoing narrative of uh, low self-worth, especially, you know, women too. A lot of the time we come up against misogyny. We come up against, you know, just like people talking down to us or, you know, valuing us purely for the way that we look and not for our intelligence or any of our skills. Like this is just a reality in day-to-day life in our society. And so just a combination of all of these little instances can build up this idea within ourselves that maybe we're not worthy and maybe we're not truly valued. But the truth is that that is a story that we have the power to change. And Mm -hmm we have to start telling ourselves a different story and we have to start recognizing that when we choose to value ourselves, when we choose to recognize that our, you know, our creative passions, who we are as women, um, you know, whatever it is that's really unique about us that we really care about and that we're good at, these things have a place and they are extremely valued by a lot of other people. Um, but if we don't really fully completely value what we have to offer, then we'll be incapable of receiving value for it because if you don't think you're what you have to offer is valuable you're going to struggle to charge money for it um or you're going to you know maybe completely underprice yourself which is something that a lot of women do um and you know if you're not charging if you're not recognizing and charging for your worth there's only so much you're going to be able to grow in your business there's only so much impact you're going to be able to have and so really doing that inner work and changing those stories and that those narratives around self-worth and around valuing ourselves. Um, when we do that and then we choose to show up, we choose to create opportunities for ourselves to earn good money for the work that we're doing. Like we're capable of reaching so many more people of having so much more of an impact of inspiring even more people to do the same thing and to, to spread the work that we're doing. Um, and so you know, it's really a lot often we think about, you know, making money, living the life that we want, doing things that we love doing as kind of a selfish thing that maybe we don't have the right to do. Mm-hmm. But actually, when we flip the script on that and realize that when we are doing the work that we love and we're, we've created a way to create, you know, real value in the world and receive the money that we, you know, that is a fair exchange for that work, for the value that we're providing Um, and being able to grow and expand actually so many more people benefit. And that's, you know, ourselves, that's our our health. We get to take care of ourselves because we have the resources to do that. We have the time to rest. We get to support our families. We get to, you know, contribute in a bigger way to our communities. We get to serve more clients. Um, So, you can see how actually it's not selfish at all to prioritize our getting our needs met and taking really good care of ourselves and really valuing ourselves invites other people to then value themselves and, mm-hmm. um, and for, for, you know, just to create that ripple effect. Yeah. Yeah. That makes 
That makes total, total sense. I agree with everything you say. And what I was just wondering when you say like do the internal work, what are your like favorite ways to do that? Because like for me, like I'm working, like I'm doing like daily mindset journaling. I have like, I work with affirmations and mantras. What would you recommend to, to actually practically work on your money mindset? Um, yeah, like all of those things are really like perfect. Um, because really it, it, it does take a day, a committed daily practice, because if you mm -hmm. think about it, all of these stories that we've been running on, all of these belief systems, these, um, emotional patterns, we've been living them out ever since, you know, however many years we've been working on this planet. So mm -hmm. you have to understand that it took, you can create a new story immediately, but for that new story to become your habit, to become your instinct takes a little bit of repetition because that's how we learn. You know, I think we have to hear something like 10 times or something before we can even remember it. Mm -hmm. So, um, so for the something to become like a subconscious go-to belief or emotional pattern, we have to repeat it many, many, many times. It's like rehearsing it. So um, yeah, having a daily mindset practice and obviously meditation is so key because what you're doing in meditation is essentially you're focusing your mind. And when you're focusing your mind and it's become still, you've kind of you know, it's almost like all of those old beliefs and emotional patterns are like a train that's going really, really quickly. Um, but when you, but when you create a pause and you stop that thought process, that, sorry, that thought process, that train comes to a stop and then you get the opportunity to change tracks. So, um, when you can bring your mind to a, to a stop, you can stop you know, all of those unhelpful stories. And you, in that moment, you have the opportunity to choose a supportive story. Mm -hmm. um, so really mindfulness. And that's something that you have to practice all day, every day is like just watching what's happening in your mind. What story are you telling yourself about what you're capable of? Um, you know, what are you focused on? Is it a worry about um, a negative outcome? Or are you choosing to focus on the the outcome that you have the power to create. Um, so yeah, so really, and getting, a, you know, an understanding of what your stories are. Um, mm -hmm. So journaling is really, really useful for that. If you can do a little bit of journaling every day, even just like a brain dump of like any worries or anything that's coming up and then choosing to flip those to a more support, to more, more supportive beliefs. Um, and the most important part is to, have a vision, have a clear vision of what it is that you're, um, you would like to create with your life. Um, mm -hmm. some kind of vision that represents, you know, the success of all of the things that you're, um, you're, you know, working to achieve and to, you know, just embody that vision physically on a daily basis. So you can set an alarm for like two minutes after you maybe after you've done your meditation and your, you know, your body's all relaxed and your mind is nice and still, hopefully sometimes it isn't and that's okay um, <laughs> um, and really embodying the feeling of what it feels like to be the person that already has all of those things because mm -hmm. if you're you know if you're carrying around fear and tension and anxiety and worry that as emotions that's a very physical experience and it creates a lot of tension in your body so if you can create you know let go of that and create feelings of confidence of certainty when you act from that place, you're so much more effective and it'll move you so much faster towards whatever it is that you're trying to create. So that's a, that's a few of the most important things. And for me, 
I honestly, I switch up my daily routine all the time um, because I'm always getting inspiration from other coaches and mentors. And, mm -hmm. and also I find after I've done something um, many, many times, sometimes I'm like, I, I can do that thing so well that I'm not really actually focusing on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So obviously the point is to always be really engaged and really focused on whatever the activity is that you've chosen um, to bring yourself into the present moment to kind of keep, keep your mind focused on, on what it is that you want and feelings that make you feel really good. Yeah. Wow. I love that. That's like so much, um, such an in-depth answer really so just to like recap it's like journaling it's affirmations and it's also what you said after meditation to really visualize so it could even be creating vision boards as well doing like I know there are so many amazing guided meditations where you yeah. kind of meet like your future self so implementing more money thoughts into that as well like not thinking about like only like your career, but especially like when I would meet my future self right now, who already is that, you know, really successful business owner who charges a lot for their services. Like what would I think about money basically? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. And mm. um, yeah, you're right. There's so many amazing guided meditations on YouTube. Um, mm. So just like Googling around, maybe doing a different one every day. And another point that I really want to make is sometimes when we talk about this daily routine, it sounds like it could take a really long time. And I know a lot of resistance can come up for people and, oh, I don't have time to do this. Like this is so many activities to add to my day. But actually, um, like these things can happen in a very short amount of time. Like even if you mm -hmm. sit and do like a five minute meditation, even if you write out a couple of sentences, it could take another couple of minutes and just doing a two minute vis visualization, like you can get this whole thing done in less than 10 minutes if you really need to um obviously like meditating for for a little bit longer is ideal but if all you can manage is five minutes doing it consistently every day is going to benefit you so much more than mm -hmm. doing a 20 minute meditation like once a week yeah definitely totally agree like i've been implementing meditation into like my daily routine now as well i've been doing it like sometimes but now I'm like doing it consistently and it like, it's crazy how much it helps. And I loved everything you said, totally agree. And I think like what you kind of touched upon and it's like kind of my last question, you said that that little girl, right? Who wanted, like wants to be a singer and people around her tell her to like, yeah, like get a proper job. That's like not something sustainable. It's not like safe and secure and whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What is one thing that you would, like one piece of advice you would give entrepreneurs, maybe younger entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs who have parents or family members who say that to them? What one piece of advice would you give them? Okay. Yeah. I, um, this is something that I actually shared in a workshop that I was teaching on the weekend and, um, it's kind of self-sabotaging to have conversations about your deepest desires and your biggest dreams with people who may not get on board with them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you have a, like a dream for something in the beginning, there's so much, there can often be like, you know, some very, like a lot of uncertainty, um, you know, maybe you're lacking confidence because it's such a new and a fresh idea and you're just not really sure like how you're going to make it happen. 
Um, but it's really important to trust your desires because if you've had an idea, there's a reason you, that idea came to you, right? So just trust that. And, um, and you know, you just give yourself some time to stay committed to that idea. Just like do some journaling about it every day, continue to focus on it, break it down into action steps that you can start taking to make it tangible. That's really important rather than just having this dream that you never do anything about. Mm -hmm. and just don't share it with your family for a while you know I mean you can you can try it out like test it out to see if they would be supportive but don't come at them with with you know asking for permission don't ask for help from people who you're not really sure are able to provide that to you because remember that a lot of people bring their baggage when they're you know in conversation with you and a lot of the time people within our in our circle when someone comes with an idea that maybe, you know, could lead to them becoming really successful or having something really exciting in their life, sometimes um, the human instinct is just to like pick, bring that person back down to our level because we feel threatened and we don't, and somebody else succeeding just immediately feels like we're failing if we're not doing the same thing. So just recognize that that is a human instinct, you know, within social groups, within family families. Um, and really, you know, support yourself by not sharing with people who aren't going to support you and really make, finding a community of people who will support you, you know, mm -hmm. become parts of communities. Like I have a free Facebook community, big creative fun, but specifically for that reason, for people to bring their big fun, creative dreams to share them and to experience a lot of support, a lot of encouragement. Um, and because when you, you know, find friends who really will support you, find other people who are trying to achieve the same thing, whether that's, you know, find a local meetup group or, um, you know, you can connect with people online so easily and, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, choose who you're going to share your ideas with. Um, it's really, really important for you to protect your ideas, to protect your emotions, your certainty and your confidence around your mm -hmm. idea. Because if you are uncertain, if you're not confident, if you're doubting yourself because other people are doubting you, then that's going to undermine your success in a big way. Yeah. Totally. Um, I, from experience now, know that you can't talk about your big and wild dreams and visions with everyone because people just won't understand. But what I also learned is that that's okay because not everyone is supposed to want that, right? That, you know, totally. creative life, right? And that's fine, but you have to be careful and selective with you know the people to surround yourself with so talking about your facebook group where can people find you and what can you offer my podcast listeners to work with you um so i have you can follow my business page which is facebook.com forward slash sarah mac which is mac and then big creative fun You can Google for my free, free Facebook community. I would love to have you in there. It's called Big Creative Fun. There's also a link to it pinned on my business page. Um, and I also have a paid membership group, which is called Money Mindset for Creatives. So if you're interested in doing, having more support in transforming your mindset around money, around self-worth, um, and all of the, you know, the daily tips and habits and practices that you can start implementing to to see big shifts in in your confidence and your ability to charge what you're worth doing the work that you love um 
that is, you can go to withsaramac.com and sign up for that or feel free to message me um, if you have any questions and I basically do um, a, a weekly training with a Q&A so you can submit questions as to any you know any questions you have around money mindset around the work that you're doing um, it's an amazing community of women um, who are really creative in all different types of industries doing different creative work and they've got uh, businesses as well and um, and there's accountability for you know doing that mindset work and consistently committing to making that transformation in the way that you think about yourself and um, yeah it's really really awesome place and it's $26 a month at the moment and the price goes up every month as obviously I'm going to be collecting a lot more there's going to be a you know a big library of really useful content in, the, in there for you to watch each week and stay inspired um, and yeah I would love to have you in there in any of those places and feel free to reach out to me with any questions that you have about mindset about copy marketing um, anything that we've talked about today yay that's amazing i will leave everything down below in the show notes so thank you so much for being on the podcast thank you so much laura it was my absolute pleasure so how knowledgeable is sarah i mean can we please talk about how in-depth and detailed her answers were i could could have literally asked her a million other questions but then this podcast would have been like 20 hours long and no one ain't no one got time for that right right <laughs> okay so make sure you head over to sarah comment on her latest facebook post join her facebook group let her know that you came from this podcast because this obviously always helps out you know bringing more people onto the podcast right amazing interviewers to give you guys knowledge if you also you know give them some of your attention in return so i would love if you could do that and yeah thank you so so much for listening if you're new to this podcast make sure you hit subscribe and leave me a review here on itunes because that also helps out the podcast and yeah thanks so so much for listening and we will chat soon in the next digital diamonds podcast episode bye